What is up, my friends? Welcome back to Where's the Handbook, your not-so-professional guide on how to handle life's unexpected twists. I'm your host, Elizabeth Johnson, and happy holidays, y'all. I have absolutely nothing festive planned for this episode, but I cannot believe it's already December 2020. This is so weird. I'm not really celebrating the holidays this year just because life has been so crazy and wild, but that's besides the point. I have so much to share today. I'm so excited. And you guys, this week has been so crazy after launching episodes one and two. I honestly thought that this would get easier in recording and stuff, but especially because episodes one and two were just very fundamental and timeline oriented. And I knew the series of events and how the episode was going to flow. And I was going to just end it on that and move on to other topics. But after hearing so much feedback, I feel like I just have a couple things more that I need to cover on this topic. But I promise other things are coming. But this is still so fun. And you guys have hit me with your breakup stories. You guys have sent them to me on Instagram or Facebook. And thank you for sharing because I love hearing them as tragic as they are. And I'm so sorry for the shit that happens to you guys. But my entire point in making this podcast was to make it relatable. And I knew that before I even launched the podcast because I would get caught in conversations with people, with friends, with strangers, whatever. And in talking to people, I realized that a lot more people could relate to my story than I originally thought. So that was another reason for launching this podcast. And I'm so glad that I did. And the responses have been incredible. Keep them coming seriously. I am there. I'm here for you to either laugh, cry, or bash. I don't care. I'm here. But I did get a couple messages after the episodes launched of people saying something along the lines of like, hey, I just want to let you know that I was one of those people that really thought your life was fine and dandy. And for like, I'm sorry, in a sense, that's kind of what they were like hinting at. And I'm like, oh, whoa, totally cool. I don't know how to answer that, but I just want to bring awareness that this is the reality that we live in. We don't know what's going on in someone's life behind what they post on social media. And I've seen people post the the bad things, so you know, like the shit that's going on in their lives. And of course, there's a ton of people that reach out and support, but there's also a ton of people that shit on those people. I've heard it. I've seen it. It's just like, it's so toxic. And if you're sitting there comparing yourself to others, just know that that shit is so toxic and it is soul sucking and just do yourself a favor and stop because it sucks. And I also did have a couple other people reach out saying that they're going through either a breakup or something tragic in their life and that they appreciated what I had to say about it. And to those people, if you are one of those people, I just want to say, I promise you it gets better. Keep going. Take it day by day. There are better days ahead. And yes, sometimes life really fucking sucks. And that is totally okay. Because I mentioned this in my intro that I was going to tackle the issue of toxic positivity. And this is going to be most likely a reoccurring theme throughout this podcast. But there is nothing worse than sharing or telling somebody your story or what's going on in your life, for me as an example, telling somebody about my breakup and them 
answering by saying like, well, it could be worse. Like no shit, Sherlock. Obviously, I know that my problems are minuscule to others or other shit going on in the world. No, duh. But that doesn't mean that I'm not having a shitty day right now. (laughs) So fuck off (laughs) because absolutely be positive. Find something in you to hang on to and be positive about. For me, I remained positive through my trauma by knowing and understanding that those better days were coming, that this feeling wouldn't last forever. But that didn't mean that I had really shitty days. I remember I had this spell where I didn't leave my bed for two, maybe three days other than to pee and get water or wine. Like I did not eat. I just had my boxed wine and I watched depressing movies, listened to depressing music and slept. And for somebody to just say, it's okay, bud, hang in there. It could be worse. Don't be so negative. Like, ooh, so frustrating. And it makes you never want to open up ever again. You're like, okay, I'll just go fuck myself. I'm, yeah, like, (laughs) you know, and it's okay to have bad days. It is okay to have lazy days, especially in Hawaii. It was hard for me because you look outside and the weather is just so beautiful that you feel guilty for not going outside and being active or getting in the water or, you know, anything. And it's, that was really hard for me during my trauma and my bad days because I would go, I would look outside and just be like, I have to go do something. And it's okay. It's okay. You're allowed to have shitty days. You're allowed to. But the toxic positivity is totally a thing. And I don't feel like it's being talked about enough. I could have an entire episode about toxic positivity. Maybe I will. But I just wanted to hint on that because it's something that I didn't mention in my intro. And it is extremely important. So you guys heard my breakup story. (laughs) It's so crazy because I don't open up easily about feelings like hard pass, no thank you, next. And now you guys know a lot. And I'm used to my role in a friend group as being, I'm the happy friend. Like I'm the happy friend, the happy-go-lucky, turn like turn everything into something funny because my life is seriously a joke. So that's just how how I cope, I guess, is I just, it's just hilarious. But I'm the happy friend. I have everybody else's back. And it was extremely strange being the person that needed backing for a change. But I realized that I have the greatest support system, even from across the country. It was incredible. It was mind blowing. And I will never take these people for granted because they really, really helped out and stepped up when I needed them. Anyway, in a relationship, I have never been the girl that gets a boyfriend and disappears. We all have that friend. I guarantee somebody's name popped into your head as I said that. And that's weird. But I've also only ever dated two people, like serious relationships, two people in my life. One was my late high school, early college boyfriend. And then we broke up. And I was single for maybe six months before meeting the dude in Hawaii who destroyed my life that now you know every detail about of my breakup. But 
when I date somebody, aka just these two people, but in dating them, my first boyfriend, we already had a really solid friend group. We were really good friends before we started dating. I literally was like, listen, uh, we just started dating. That's a whole nother story. I'm trying to get him on here. We'll see. We're still very good friends. That's a whole nother story. But for the long distance relationship that I had, it was weird because even for being such long distance, he knew my friend's personally and they knew they felt like they knew him extremely well too because I was on FaceTime all the time I constantly updated him on everybody's life that was going on like over on the mainland and it's like so much so to the point where my two friends that were getting married asked him to officiate the wedding like if that just can paint the picture on how close or and how much my friend group like adopted him into their lives so no they were equally as blindsided when all of this went down because I actually just went back and I have a group chat with my five closest friends in Richmond girlfriends and I went back last night before recording this episode as I was thinking about it and I went to the part where I told them that we broke up and their responses were just like mine they were like stop playing with my emotions like that like that's that's fucked up like don't do that like tell me you're joking this is a joke and I was like yep that's exactly how I feel like this is real and at that point that's when I thought I was going back to Richmond so I was like I'm coming home whatever but anyway after episode two launched in talking to my close friends they said oh sis you didn't even scratch the surface And I was like, what do you mean? I told the whole story from start to finish. It's kind of hard to recap three and a half years in 40 minutes. But I hit all the main points I wanted to hit. And it's just so crazy because your friends will remember little specific details that struck them so hard in all of this because like I said, they were equally as blindsided too. And they found all of it hard to believe, but they would be like, Oh, don't you remember this and this? And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like that did happen. So he didn't just have me fooled in the breakup. He had everybody fooled. It was wild. But I realized that there's so much, not necessarily that I forgot, but that I didn't go into specific detail about in the breakup. But that's the beauty of having my own podcast, you guys, because I can talk about whatever I want, whenever I want. So there will be plenty of other times that I will reference events that took place throughout this series, but I have so many things that tie back to the topics that we're going to discuss. So there's so much more where that came from. Episode two was just basically an overarching background story, but there is one story in particular that I wanted to tell you about today. And this was something that my girlfriends brought up. They were like, you have to tell the dollar store journal story. And I was like, oh, that is a good one. You're right. And it's a good one to lead with after Dumped in Paradise. So I'm going to tell you about this little handy dandy journal. And you guys, this was not a regular journal. I just want to say that from the beginning. So it's my final year of college, right? So this is fall of 2018 and I had just or no I guess I didn't spend the summer of 2018 in Hawaii so 
I had just gotten home. I was from somewhere. I guess I might have gone up to Pennsylvania. I don't know. But semester was starting and I had just gotten off a really long FaceTime call with my the boyfriend at the time. And when I hung up, I was like, okay, I really want to do something cool. I think I was talking to him about moving to Hawaii and how this is my final year of college and this is crazy. So after we hung up, I was like, I want to do something really cool for when I land in Hawaii. What can I do? And I thought about it. And my love language, I am a huge words of affirmation person in both giving and receiving love. It is what I do best. And I have journaled my entire life. And if you haven't, I 10 out of 10 recommend seriously. And you'll know why and you'll hear why throughout this story. But I was like, okay. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to document our entire final year of long distance in a journal covering all sorts of topics, things we talk about on FaceTime, things we've done, because obviously we'll, we will see each other in that year frame. So I'm going to document everything. I'm going to document it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, the sober, the drunk, whatever. And I'm going to give it to him when I arrive in Hawaii, but he's not going to know about it the whole time. So I was like, this is genius. So that's what I did. I documented our entire final year and it is golden. And when I gave it to him after when I arrived in Hawaii, I think I gave it to him either the night I got there, maybe the next day. But I said, I have something for you. And it is very special to me because I put a lot into this. And also it wasn't just our relationship. It covers my final year of college. Like I remember I have pages where I wrote about crazy shit that happened in school. So anyway, I give it to him and I say, you can read this as you want. Like for me, if somebody gave this to me, I would sit down and be like, don't talk to me until I finish it. I would have read it front to back right then. But he said, okay. And I remember him reading the first like intro and then he puts it down and he was like, I think I'm going to use this as like, I'm going to read it little by little, you know, and me originally, I'm thinking, wow, that's so cute. He's going to be like, oh, if we have a bad day, like, let me go read how in love with me she is, blah, 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 you know? Well, now looking back, it's probably like, oh, I'm about to dump this girl. So I shouldn't read all this because it'll just make me feel guilty. I don't know, whatever. But anyway, so that's what he decides. He'll read it as he wants. So then boom, we break up and I'm like, oh, hell no, you do not get to keep this part of me. Hell no, I need it back. And he went on a business trip right after we broke up just for the weekend or something or like, I don't know, whatever. And so when he was gone, I was like, I need this journal back. So I went into his room and it originally when we were together was on the what do you call it? Oh, dresser sitting on the dresser. So I went exactly to that spot and it wasn't there. And I was like, what? I was like, I swear to God, if this dude either threw it out, destroyed it or burned it, I am going to flip. I'm going to flip because some of my best writing is in this thing, you guys. And I was like, oh shit. So I didn't text him about it at first. And then he gets back from his trip and then he goes to work. And so that the next day after he gets home, I wake up and I'm like, I still need this journal. So I go into his room again and his suitcase was right there. And I opened his suitcase and you know when you open the lid and then there's like that pouch, that zipper pouch. 
for whatever's supposed to go there. Boom, there's my journal. I'm like, well, hmm, that's really interesting. Why the hell would you take the journal to California after we break up? I don't actually have the answer to that question, but my guess is that you actually never finished it and you felt like a dick or something. I don't know. I've never asked him, whatever. But I couldn't steal it right then and there because then he would know that I like went through his shit, which now if he ever listens to any of these episodes, he'll know a hell of a lot, but whatever. So I put it back, but at least I knew that it wasn't destroyed or gone. So anyway... I had must have forgotten about it through my dark days or something like that because I didn't grab it and I didn't ask for it. But then once he moves out, I was like, oh, and he moved in with his girlfriend, right? So I was like, oh, no, like my journal is not going to be in the same house as all that shit for just anybody to read or go through. So, guys, it took me asking him multiple times to get this thing back. I mean, like, probably four or five times. And it was the final thing I needed to get from him before never like before I have nothing else to ever say to you again. Have a nice life. Bye. And honestly, I should make this into an audiobook. This shit is golden. Either an audiobook or I should publish it or something. It's about it's probably like 30 pages front and back. So there's a lot in here. And I just want to share one part from it. And It's the final entry before giving it to him. I'm on a plane from LA to Honolulu and I'm writing in this. It's August 11th, 2019. And this is what it says. After a summer of two weddings, four weeks in Europe, 14 cities, 15 flights, seven other countries and 53 total days of travel, I have landed in Hawaii, home in Hawaii. We did it, babe, three and a half years of long distance and we made it. It definitely wasn't easy, but boy, was it worth it. Remember when you said you wouldn't do long distance or date a college girl? Well, here we are and I'm more in love with you than ever before and I'm so stoked to begin our lives together, finally. Here's to making Hawaii home and this new chapter. I love you the most, X-O-E, heart literally flipped the page. That was the last entry, right? And then I gave it to him. But then I guess after I got it back from him, because I looked at this the other day and this is when I realized this, flipped the page, literally. And then we broke up. (laughs) Everything in this book is true and real, which honestly is the saddest part. So yeah, I got the journal back. I have it. I don't read it all the time. I actually just flipped through it before making this episode. And it was really, really weird. It's fun to look back. And that's why I recommend if you don't journal to journal. Because there's so much in here that I would have probably forgot. Well, I have forgotten about. I've literally erased from my memory. But... In finding this journal and reading it back, it's a very strange feeling for me because I wrote this journal for the person that I thought he was. 
And the person that this right here, this book was intended for, no longer exists in my mind. Because, yes, people break up. Sometimes things don't work out. And that is fine. But when you say that you still love someone but are no longer in love with them, which again is completely fine. That's life that happens. Shit happens. But in that instance or in that case, there is a way to go about ending the relationship when you claim that you truly care about this person. So who I wrote this for I didn't think was capable of pulling this kind of shit. And I think that is one of the reasons why it was so blindsiding because I never thought that he of all people would have done like the one the person I knew would have done me right not done me dirty I expected more from him but that is life I guess people really surprise you so I needed to just really get that out there and say that but I am aware of everything that I wrote in here I am aware that I wrote it and I know how in love I was but it really truly feels like it was another life. But in that, also when I read it, it gives me hope because for so long I was that person that once I got dumped, I'm like, oh, fuck men, fuck love, team single forever, never trusting anybody ever again. Like, you know, and now that I have healed and I have the mindset that I have now, I realized that now I just have a love to look forward to in the future because I'm finally okay. And I understand that I am capable of feeling real feelings again. Not that I'm necessarily looking because I'm definitely not. And not that anybody's really doing it for me anyway. But I'm learning who I am in this new reality because in nine months, or not, because nine months ago, you guys, I had no idea who I was. I was so lost and so hurt. And ultimately, things do happen for a reason. I am a firm believer in that. And I thank God that I did not get what I thought I deserved. Because if I thought I was in love then, who knows what's to come? So yeah, I I learned a lot through this heartbreak. But most importantly in reflecting and thinking about this episode and what I wanted to talk about I think it is extremely important to not lose yourself in your partner and for me and my relationship we did long distance for so long and we were both extremely independent I had my own routine I had school I had work I had my fun I had my friends I had my network I was building my network I was making more relationships And I think where I messed up is that when I moved, I relied on him too much because everything was so new and I just packed up everything and left the East Coast for him. And I think that's why it rocked me as hard as it did because I just felt abandoned and wronged because I put all of my eggs in one basket and it slapped me across the face in the end. (laughs) But... 
enough of that sappy shit. I just wanted to touch on those things. But here we go. So what happens to me post breakup after all the bullshit? How did I overcome this? How did I get out of the darkest five days of my life? Or not days, (laughs) the darkest five months that it was. I wish it was only five days. God, that would have been so much better. So how did I do it? Well, at the end of episode two, or at some point in episode two, I mentioned how 2019 just sucked. And I mentioned, you know, something along the lines of like, all right, 2019, it's the end of the year. Please kick me while I'm down. If you're going to kick me, do it now. I do not even want to think about healing or getting better only to have the carpet ripped out from underneath me again. So I'm like, cool new year new me 2020 let's go I started a job around Thanksgiving time I'm making money blah 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 blah. I'm still in a very dark phase of my life but I'm like trying to hype up 2020 I'm like all right let's go my life couldn't be any more of a joke so like ready for my upswing what you got for me 2020 and then 2020 is like enjoy the beginning of the year because in a little bit I'm gonna hit you with a global pandemic cool so the dude moves out in February right so we lived we break up in September live together from September to February so he moves out and I have five weeks before this pandemic hits and I lose my job and him moving out was a huge step in the right direction for sure because I thought about it and I'm like I had to live with this dude for months after being dumped and I had to witness him after I figured out that he had a new chick and all the crazy shit that went down that I told you about before I had to live with this motherfucker and then watch him go be with his new chick on the weekends like no wonder I was a borderline alcoholic with mental health issues at an all-time low like no one wants to see that shit I wouldn't wish that on anybody And now looking back with this clear mindset, now I can see that. (laughs) Like, no wonder I was a mess. (laughs) What? So he moves out in February, out of sight. Now he can be out of mind. It was a game changer. I'm so hype. I'm getting better. I'm trying to heal. But also not really because five weeks later, COVID hits. And guys, I just need to say this. Could you imagine if I had to quarantine with him. Oh my God. Thank the Lord he moved out when he did. But anyway, so COVID rocks all of our socks in many different ways. But for me personally, in reflecting back over this past year, I really truly think that COVID was my saving grace because it was such a blessing in disguise for me. It saved me in a sense from a very dark hole that I was digging myself. It removed me from my vicious routine and cycle. And I now understood that, yeah, I clearly don't have the greatest coping mechanisms and quarantine forced me to stay at home and think about my life. So I lost my job. I realized, yes, unemployment's not going to last forever. So girl, what are we going to do? I suddenly had bigger fish to fry than being this depressed ball of anxiety and mess. And so I was so tired of feeling sorry for myself. So here I am. I'm a single, I was 25 at the time, 
eight-year-old living in paradise, and I have no idea how this single life world operates. As I mentioned before, I was single for the first time after two long-term relationships, and I was in my mid-20s. Like, how does this work? So out of boredom and after the initial COVID wave was kind of settling down and no I'm not downplaying COVID just hear me out before you at me and yell at me just listen so yeah I started playing the field and I'm like I gotta get back out there it's time it's been however many months since this douchebag destroyed my world whatever so yeah I downloaded dating apps whatever and y'all I don't know how you do it it is (laughs) mind-blowing like absolutely mind-blowing I never even met up with people because I just think that's awkward as fuck. But P.S. Like, obviously, I know people have had success stories. And for you guys, I am so happy for you. Stoked. Awesome. Way to go. But me and me personally, I just don't get it. I cannot relate. Whatever. So I download Hinge, right? And Hinge is the one, if you're not familiar, where you answer these really, really poorly prompted things. I literally am trying to think of one off the top of my head right now and I cannot think of one. Oh, it's like if loving this is wrong, I don't want to be right or some something whatever. That's just one example. There's I don't even know how many there are. But anyway, I <laughs> I just don't get them. It's so weird. People really will invest so much into talking virtually with one another. And for me, I'm like, look, I did three and a half years of long distance. I have done a lot of texting and FaceTiming. I'm over it. I want to do something like we live in Hawaii. There are free things to do. We can hike. We can dive. We can go chill on the beach. Like what? And I'm the kind of person that's like, I I don't even know how to like begin to go into this because I, I talk about this these dating apps and dating life so much because it's so bizarre to me but it's like obviously get like a little bit of information about the person before you go on a quote-unquote date with them whatever but like don't ask me how my day was when we it's like oh you have a match and it's like hello Elizabeth how was your day I'm like what how about we grab a beer at happy hour and then you can ask me how my day was like I don't know maybe I'm weird but needless to say I deleted that shit and I didn't I don't really have any experiences to tell you all about but honestly you know what would be a good idea I should re-download dating apps and just attach my podcast in wherever and just be like okay if you're interested go listen to this because I got a lot of bullshit and then if you're still interested like then come back and talk to me because now I'm pretty much done answering the what brought you to Hawaii I'm gonna be like go listen to episode two where's the handbook season one like what and yeah because honestly also guys dating in Hawaii weird as fuck everybody knows everybody and if you don't know them then somebody you know does know them and if somebody doesn't then best believe that 13 other girls that you know also just matched with him and are chatting through the same bullshit as you are like it's just so weird and I don't know if that's the same for other cities on the mainland because I never had dating apps when I lived on the mainland so this shit is just so weird prop 
props to those who use it, who are successful, who go on dates. It's so bizarre. I had a girlfriend (laughs) and she listens to this so she knows who she is, but I had a girlfriend come out and visit me and have literally multiple dates a day. It was mind-blowing to witness. It was, I was so proud you go girl, but me, I no, absolutely not. I decided that I'm going to do things my own way. And you guys, I have a pretty good method. Let me tell you about it. I am a huge fan of sliding into the DMs y'all because (laughs) I just love shooting my shot. And I think it's hilarious because it's such a controversial issue. Like, oh my God, like people always joke about sliding into DMs and stuff like that. And I think that's why I do it just because I find it so funny. But honestly, like, what do I have to lose? Because people are like, oh wow, like you slid into his DM, like that's embarrassing. And I'm like, oh, embarrassing? Try answering the question, why did you move to Hawaii? that's embarrassing. Like, oh, I moved 4,750 miles for a dude who lied to my face for months and then left me in the dust. Like, no, that's embarrassing. Me hitting on somebody in the DM is not. And maybe that's just me or maybe I have no shame. I don't know. But I will slide into people that I've already met. I will slide into random strangers DMs and I'll slide into people's DMs who there's no chance in hell they'll ever answer me, let alone see my message, let alone consider me. So much so that I slid into Justin Verlander's brother's DM one time. Long story. Actually, not really. I was just down a really weird rabbit hole on Instagram that we get into. We all know how that goes. But yeah, obviously, he's never going to see it, look at it, read it, whatever. But it's fun. I shoot my shot. What do I have to lose? You never know. But I will tell you this. I've had some success stories, y'all, and maybe one day I will tell the Polaroid story, my CPR instructor story, this dude on a hike story. Like, there are so many, and I'm sure there'll be more to come because I just find it so entertaining. And let me tell you this, it's a hell of a lot more entertaining than swiping left or right off of a photo. So whatever, judge me all you want. I strongly encourage it. Whatever. So, all right, you guys, I am so ready to talk about other things, but I have something great for next episode and I am so excited. I know we're talking a lot about dating and bullshit and breakups and I promised you guys that this was not going to be a relationship podcast and that it was going to lead to so much more and just hang in with me because it is coming. I'm about to record some wild episodes during Christmas break and next week and my new year podcast, you will not want to miss, I promise. And for next week, if one person knows this part of my life best, it is my old roommate in Richmond and very dear friend, Barney. And she is coming on to help me wrap up this shit show saga. And I think that she's going to be a great segue into closing this bullshit chapter and moving on to other real life shit other than some douchebag who broke my heart because we're all over it, I think. I don't know. But just to preface next week's episode and for my friends who know this part of me, y'all, they're going to be triggered because when I was dating my ex, I would say to my friends, 
And to him, he absolutely knew these things because I would joke about it all the time. I would say, if he ever breaks my heart, this is what I'm going to do. Because obviously I was joking because I never truly thought that it would happen. Duh. But a couple of the things that I mentioned is, boom, I'm a huge Bachelor fan. Best reality TV there is. So I would always say, and he would watch it with me. So I would always say, if you ever break my heart, I'm applying for The Bachelor or a reality TV show. And guys, I have a hilarious story for that because I did it with another reality TV show. But I'm still banking on The Bachelor, especially after last week's episode. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, I said, if you ever break my heart, I'm going to like explore this dating app world that everyone's talking about. Well, y'all know my thoughts on that. And then also, if you ever break my heart, (laughs) I'm going to explore any avenue that comes my way because I've been with some boys and I'm ready to just widen my horizon and whatever. So I've got a lot in store for you guys and I cannot wait for you to meet Barney. This is going to be so good. I am so freaking stoked and thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please slide into my DMs with your stories. If you shoot your shot, if you have wild dating app date stories, if you have crazy pickup lines, or if you still have breakup stories for me, seriously, I love reading every single one of them. As always, stay tuned and be sure to rate, comment, and review. Hit that subscribe button. You will be notified when episodes drop. Follow me on Instagram at Where's the Handbook and on Twitter, podcasting WTH.